Welcome back to season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. Using what I saw as the missing link, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. As we have now hit more than halfway through this year, I want to look back to where we started in January. We opened up January 2023 and Season 9 with an episode that focused on prioritizing our mental and physical health, improving self-awareness and resiliency, with a quote from Julie Smith and her book, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? She said, To me, Working on maximizing our mental health is no different to working on our physical health. Today, we're going to show just how true Julie Smith's concept of being mindful of our physical and our mental health is, and look at some strategies we can all use immediately for difficult times so we can all keep our mental health at the forefront with ideas how we can use our mind to become resilient to stress. For today's episode number 299, we're going back to the basics and reviewing our episode 106 from February of 2021, where we covered a review of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's NeuroCycle app that's scientifically designed to help manage and reduce anxiety, depression, and mental ill health by 81%, along with her book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, that we covered when we interviewed Dr. Leaf on a bonus episode back in 2021. I continue to release her episode every year as her five-step process to identifying and breaking up toxic thoughts is unlike anything I've ever seen or tried myself. If anyone ever asks me, what do you recommend for getting rid of those ruminating thoughts, those worries, those stresses, or those anxieties that all of us feel at some point in our life, I always send them over to Dr. Leaf's interview, and I let them know about her app that's called The NeuroCycle, based on applying these five steps. So why look at our mental health now? After our last episode 298 with my friend and neuro coach Grace Reynolds, I mentioned that my girls were struggling with going back to school, and my youngest in particular with a new school, no friends there, and an entirely new routine. I tried some of Grace's strategies with her to help bring her brain back to calm, but I quickly realized I needed more help for her. So I thought back to Dr. Leaf's episode, and I just wish she had steps for me to follow that I could walk my 12-year-old through. So I went back to the NeuroCycle app on my phone, and I thought it might be a good time for me to revisit the five steps that she suggests can clean up any mental mess, helping us to manage those thoughts that make us anxious and eliminate any toxic thoughts. 
showing us how to take control of them, manage them, and then break them down so they don't have any control over us. We've all got these thoughts in our head, whether it's work worries, financial worries, family worries. I'm sure everyone can write down a bunch of crap, conflicts, resistances, anxieties, and problems that they need to get out of their head. And it's really quite an experience, and I thought I'm definitely past due for cleaning up my own mental mess. So I opened up my app that I haven't used since the last time I had a problem I wanted to eliminate, and right there on the homepage was an alert about Dr. Leaf's new book coming out in a few days, and it's called How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, which covers scientifically proven steps to help children ages 3 to 10 overcome unhealthy thinking habits and manage their mental health. So my wish was granted. In days, I'll have her new book. It's coming out August 8th. And I'll share anything new she covers on how to help children with their worries, keeping their minds peaceful. But until then, I've started a new 63-day cycle, which is what Dr. Leaf recommends for eliminating any toxic thoughts that we have, anything you know is taking away from your peace of mind, to see how I could work on my current worries and be a stronger version of myself for my family. When we can understand the five steps ourselves as parents or teachers and role model the way with our thoughts and behaviors, it's the first step towards showing our kids that there's nothing wrong with anxiety. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a signal to show us we need to do something differently. Dr. Leaf said she uses this system herself, and it's the way she manages her mind. If you look at Dr. Leaf, you might think she looks like somewhere in her 40s with her age. But if you follow her work, she goes back in time with her research, and she's around the age of 60. So when we can manage our stress from the inside out, it does show up on the outside. She shares, I truly believe that mental mess is something we all experience often, and it isn't something we should be ashamed of. She says this is her profession, and she still has to clean up her mind daily. The events and circumstances of life aren't going anywhere. People make a lot of decisions every day that affect all of us, and suffering of some sort for you and your loved ones is inevitable. With that said, she wholeheartedly believes that although the events and circumstances can't be controlled, we can control our reactions to these events and circumstances. And this is Mind Management in Action. So for today's episode number 299, I want to revisit my review of Dr. Leaf's five steps for managing our mental mess and prepare for her new book coming out, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess. This book is on pre-order right now and it's coming out, like I said, August 8th. If you do pre-order a copy, you can go to her website that I've put a link in the show notes and register your order and you'll receive some bonuses like a video that will prepare your kids for going back to school. This is just what I needed last week. I've pre-ordered my copy and highly suggest you look at her new book. If you're like me with young children noticing the effects of stress and anxiety on their developing brains. And I hope you find this episode helpful as I'll share new strategies that go much deeper than what we've ever done before with cleaning up our minds with this five-step approach to reduce our own anxiety and improve our own self-regulation strategies. 
And finally, at the end, we'll look at strategies that Stanford professor and neuroscientist Dr. Andrew Huberman suggests that we do in addition to Dr. Leaf's five steps to make sure we're taking all the steps we can to increase our resilience to stress. And finally, once we've mastered these steps ourselves, we can role model the way for others in our life, like our children, so they can do the same. So today, in order to go deeper into the five steps that I covered in my first review of Dr. Leaf's program back in 2021, I'm going to offer insights from actually doing the full 63 days that Dr. Leaf calls a neurocycle three times. I did one full cycle to eliminate and better manage a problem that I'd say was my biggest fear, and it's not at all anymore now that I look at my notes. And then I used the app to understand something about myself on a deeper level, more than any counseling that I've ever paid for, attended, and done the work for. What happens with this 63-day neurocycle process is that we identify a problem that we want to clean up from our mind. We'll go through these five steps every day for 63 days, and in this process, we conceptualize whatever it is that gives us an emotional charge. It never goes away fully, but whatever it is that brings you worry and anxiety over time will lose its energy and power over you so that in essence, you're able to control your thoughts, keeping them healthy instead of them controlling you and bringing you disease. You bring health to your mind. Dr. Leaf's NeuroCycle app costs $14.99 US dollars a month, which is much less than any time I've actually paid for a mental health expert for assistance. And I'm not paid to endorse Dr. Leaf. I've just interviewed her and I fully believe in her process. You can go through the steps through her app or even watch her steps for free from visiting her YouTube channel. And just a note, remember, I'm not a medical doctor. And if you're struggling with your mental health, please do consult with a medical doctor first. On this episode, I'm not offering medical advice. I'm just sharing the results I've personally obtained from using the five-step approach that Dr. Leaf suggests from my point of view in her book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, and then using her NeuroCycle app. My hope is that it can help others who might find themselves stuck with some new ideas and strategies that I've used myself to access peace of mind during times of high stress in my own life with the goal that next, I'll be able to help my family to use these stress reduction strategies in their life or for anyone else who might be listening and wants to try them out for themselves. So the whole idea is that Dr. Leaf, from her years of research, suggests it takes 63 days to get rid of and completely break down and eliminate a toxic thought. Day 1 to 21, you identify the thought you want to work on, And you'll know which one gives you the most emotional charge when you write out all your worries. And you'll go through the five steps every day to deconstruct the thought and then reconstruct it into something you can understand and manage. Day 22 to 42, you go through the five steps only, growing new thoughts around the toxic one. And day 42 to 63, you finally break the cycle and form new thoughts that support the future you want to see. It sounds pretty simple and straightforward, but I've got to share, it's a bit messy. In our interview, Dr. Leaf held up a dead, rotten-looking tree, showing us that this is what our toxic thoughts look like in our mind. And I'm not one to consciously think negative thoughts, 
knowing how damaging they are to our brain and our results. But this image took it to a whole new level for me with this dead tree. Anytime we're stuck ruminating on something negative, either consciously when we know we're going down the wrong path or even unconsciously, like what happened to me when I noticed this sinking feeling in my stomach that something just wasn't right in our world. The dead tree is a good visual to think of. How in the earth could we possibly expect to build positive results with negative thoughts floating around our mind, causing negative feelings, actions, and results? These negative thoughts further impact our conditions, our circumstances, and even our future environments. It's not something I want personally or for anyone else. So when I noticed I was beginning to worry and feel anxious with some things that were happening with our girls that are a normal part of them growing up, I knew these worries were beginning to impact my behavior. I noticed I was a bit more snippier than usual with them. So I knew it was time for me to start a new 63-day neurocycle and nip these worries in the bud before they grew into something more difficult to control. I knew it was time to clean up my own mental mess. So I'm on day four out of 63 of the program now, and since this is my fourth time running through a 63-day cycle, I wanted to share my thoughts along the way to help others who might be thinking about beginning this process. And I'll link some resources in the show notes in the resource section of where to begin. I highly suggest watching the interview I did with Dr. Leaf on episode 106 just to get some background information of this five-step process. And even her interview with podcaster Ed Milet, who brings some humor to the five-step process from a guy's point of view. And then the NeuroCycle app puts everything into practice and brings the five steps to life. So here's my experience of using the app to clean up my own mental mess. I opened up the app and 63 days feels like a long way away. But if you can break down the journey into stages... Day 1 to 21, you identify what issue you want to detox from your mind and you begin to deconstruct it and then reconstruct it into something healthier. Day 22 to 42 is where you practice the five steps and reinforce new, healthy thoughts. And finally, days 42 to 63 is where you break the cycle of negative thinking and find freedom in your mind and you'll notice you're able to manage your thoughts and life so much better. You go from having doubts, worries, and fears to understanding and eventually to freedom and peace of mind. So here's a snapshot of how I felt throughout my 63 days. In day one, I felt anxious with a problem I wanted to solve immediately. It was difficult to focus on my work as the problem was always on my mind. Dr. Leaf's dead toxic tree was enough of a visual for me to want to change my toxic thoughts and get them out of my head. I also felt an anxious feeling in my stomach, and I knew I wasn't my best self. Then I moved on to day two. The first part is all about brainstorming what's on our mind. If I thought about the crap board I talked about in our previous episode, it's where we list out all our conflicts, our resistances, anxieties, and problems on a piece of paper. So I did this myself, and I actually did it with my daughter to pinpoint what was stressing her out so much. Pinpointing what's bothering you the most is eye-opening, as you look at other things that cross your mind and put them on the back burner, so to speak. Now we're going to pick the one thing that's the most pressing. 
I've now identified the one thought that I'm going to work on for 63 days. Most of us will be able to pick a whole bunch of things that are on our mind taking up space, and you'll want to pick just one. And at this point, I already know how I feel when this problem comes across my mind, and I've started to apply strategies to calm my mind when I feel stressed out about it. The work of deconstructing this problem has begun. Moving on to day three, now I've learned to pause and breathe when stressed with a strategy Dr. Leaf calls think, feel, and choose. With time, this self-regulation strategy becomes automatic. When I think and feel something that makes me uneasy, I have the ability to choose how I'll respond to it, listening closely to what she says are warning signals in my body. Alpha waves increase as I dig deeper into my mind, and I gain understanding in this process. I'm very clear with the emotions I feel, the behaviors I choose, and I'm using my own mind to gain some perspective of what it all means to me and what are the root causes of it all. By day six, I'm beginning to change my perspective of the toxic thought, getting closure to it all as I'm beginning to see where it all came from in the first place. Day seven, I can actually gather some insight, understanding, and feel empowered as I've broken up a toxic thought with my own mind. After seven days, I can say I felt hope and empowerment and had created a vision for the future I wanted as the toxic thought is now being reconstructed in my brain and turned into something useful. I'm thinking of her dead tree coming alive a little bit. Then day 14, Dr. Leaf mentions this is a benchmark day as you might experience what she says is like mastery mirage or that, oh, I've got this feeling and you want to just stop here. Don't stop or you'll undo all the work you've done up to this point and you'll need to start over at day one. The toxic thought isn't dead just yet. Keep going, learning, thinking and reflecting. It's here you might need an accountability partner to keep going, but find some way to take this process seriously and keep moving and doing the mental work to break free from whatever it is that's bothering you. For me, I just wrote down what day I was on in my notebook in my journey out of 63 days to show me that I wasn't finished yet. Day 14 to 16, somewhere around here I felt persistence, resilience, strength, and power about the thought that was once toxic and troubling. I can look back to day one and remember how I felt, knowing this process does work. I know I'm nowhere near where I was two weeks ago with this toxic thought. By day 20, I can now see the big picture and the future that was bright as the toxic thought no longer bothers me. This is an incredible experience to get to and to know we can use our own mind to clean itself. By day 21 to 22, these were the most powerful days. I won't write why here. You'll have to do the work and see it for yourself. But it was here that came deep understanding, healing, and strength that would change me forever. Then days 25 to 63 was the process of going through the five steps and reconceptualizing the toxic thought every day until it's built into something else that's healthier. Now, I did cover the five steps in our review of Dr. Leaf's book, but I'll repeat them again here. Step one, you gather awareness of what's bothering you. 
We've all heard of the importance of knowing our emotions and naming what's bothering us, or when we name it, we can tame it. But what about those worries that we name and they don't go away? This is where I used what was called the NeuroCycle app, and it's something I'll continue to use to clean up my own mental mess and clean up those bigger worries that I know are impacting my results. Step two, reflect and analyze. You answer and ask and discuss some questions to find the root cause of your emotions and what's bothering you. This is how we pull thoughts from our non-conscious mind through to our conscious mind where it becomes weaker. It's no longer suppressed, but it's acknowledged. You use your mind to ask yourself questions, and it will be interesting to see what comes up. This process takes time, reflection, and daily effort. Our emotions are unique signals to learn how to cope with challenges, but over time, negative ones will damage our brain with consistent worry. We want to find our way to growing the positive emotions and weakening the negative ones. Since I'm in my fourth time doing this process, I can say that the root cause of all my worries are pretty much the same issue. This activity will increase your self-awareness. Step three, you write out what you discover from step two. You begin to capture what's bothering you and see if you can come up with root causes or why you think this worry is on your mind. You learn to write in pictures, you add colors, shapes, and you learn to write in a metacog formula, which is like brainstorming. You dig into your non-conscious mind, you bring out what's buried in there to your conscious mind for you to deal with it. And it's here you'll create self-regulation strategies to turn your worries into something that no longer holds you back. In step four, you recheck and edit what you've written down. You reread what you've written and see what comes up. Can you add more to your answer to help you make more sense of it? Dig deeper, look for patterns and triggers, and keep looking for the root cause of the problem. As you gain more understanding of what's bothering you, you're now what Dr. Leaf says is called conceptualizing the toxic thought and turning it into something healthier that you can manage. And step five is you practice and apply through active reach, which she calls, and you look at what you've written and you see if you can come up with an action statement to practice what you've learned from your introspection. You can read out your daily aha moment to remind yourself of what you're reshaping. And this last step is something positive and motivating to remind you of your new awareness around this thought. The app even has a reminder that will pop up on your phone to help you to consolidate this new thought into your mind in this process. And it will make you smile when you're working throughout your busy day long after you've done this work. So it's here that you'll notice the shift in energy about the problem. And I started to see mine differently from looking at it from a distance. And you can even dig deeper into your results. The NeuroCycle app has this new feature that actually measures how well you're managing your mind. You can click on the results tab and you can see a score for your autonomy, your awareness, your toxic thoughts in isolation, toxic stress, barriers and challenges, and empowerment and life satisfaction. And it's all based on answering questions after each day of using the app. This score will help you to dive deeper into your mental health, see where there's room for improvement along the way, and to celebrate your wins. So what's next? Now that I know how to identify and change my own toxic thinking, 
I'd like to teach this process to my girls so they can keep their minds free and clear of their own mental mess. Dr. Leaf's book for kids comes out August 8th, next Tuesday, so reviewing her five steps will be helpful for anyone who wants to apply these steps for themselves and then help others to do the same. Now, before I review this episode with some additional strategies, I do have to say that going through these five steps isn't going to be easy. I'm in my fourth cycle of 63 days, and in the beginning, when you're writing down something that makes you uneasy, a toxic thought, it will make you feel uneasy. The work is real, and so are the emotions that you'll be breaking down. I had to find strategies to help me to center myself and get out of the fight-flight part of my anxious brain to the rest-and-digest parasympathetic side. There's no way around a problem, Dr. Leaf says. The only way is through, and I'll have to agree. When doing these five steps, find ways to incorporate self-care into your day and be good to yourself. So to make sure I was putting my mind in the best frame for doing this deep work, I wanted to look at what other strategies we could use to calm our mind as we're cleaning up our mental mess, and I found a list from Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast. On Dr. Huberman's episode on tools for managing stress and anxiety, he suggests, first, your breathing. He says, practice the physiological sigh by consciously engaging in a double inhale followed by a long exhale to regulate our heart rate and induce relaxation. He says to incorporate deliberate breathing techniques such as longer and more vigorous exhales to regulate heart rate and activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Dr. Leaf does incorporate breathing in her neurocycle steps, helping us to prime our brains for learning. And I saw the importance of taking deep breaths when I interviewed Rohan Dixit and his Leaf Therapeutics wearable HRV device. This device that was connected to my stomach with sensors taught me to breathe in and in turn lower my HRV. Dr. Huberman also suggests supplements. He says explore non-prescription compounds like melatonin, L-theanine, and ashwagandha for potential stress modulation. While I'm not saying I'm completely anti-alcohol, I do have a whole new awareness of the damaging impact of this toxin on our brain since Dr. Huberman's episode where he covers this in depth. So I've been drinking hop water to help calm my nerves as an alternative to alcohol, especially when I need my mind clear and focused or while learning new information. When life needs your full awareness, I highly suggest finding a healthy substitute that will help you to continue to build your brain health in the process. I find this drink to be relaxing as it does relieve stress, probably because it contains ashwagandha that's known for its stress-relieving properties. And his third tip, Dr. Huberman says, is to prioritize sleep and maintain optimal heart rate variability for overall health. Now, I've been working on this area for a long time now, really focused since 2019, and I'm finally seeing improvements. It's a process involving many factors to get our physical and mental health in line, and optimizing all areas of health come one step at a time. You can see from my WHOOP, the wearable tracker that I use from the data, that my sleep performance still struggles to reach the 70% mark, and that's the suggested number for sufficient sleep unless I'm on vacation and relaxing. 
This is mostly due to the fact that I prioritize early morning workouts for the benefits I receive there. So sleep is always going to be my work in progress. So finding the balance we need with our physical and mental health is a process. We've also covered improving HRV on a few episodes, and I've been watching this number like a hawk for the past year. This past month, I've finally seen a huge jump in HRV scores, and I attribute that mostly to the Qualia Senolytic supplement I started to use after I interviewed Dr. Greg Kelly from Neurohacker Collective. In February of this year, my HRV was averaging around 65 MS, and now it's averaging 84 MS, which is a 30% increase since February, and that's a huge jump that could go even higher if only I could get my sleep right. So these are my experiences for improving sleep and HRV, which was Dr. Huberman's tip. And I know there's many other suggested strategies that we'll keep our eye on and cover in the future. And finally, Dr. Huberman says build resilience. He says engage in activities that raise the stress threshold, such as cold showers or intense exercise while learning to calm the mind. And this is a new practice for me, the cold water immersion. And it does come in handy when you travel to a place with no hot water once you've mastered cold water immersion. So to conclude and review this week's Brain Fact Friday, or a deeper dive into Dr. Carolyn Leaf's Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess book and NeuroCycle app, I highly suggest if you've got something you want to work through, something that's on your mind bothering you and distracting you from being your best self, Read Dr. Leaves' How to Clean Up Your Mental Mess book and grab her NeuroCycle app, even if it's just a few months to go through one 63-day cycle. You can always quit the app and come back to it later like I did. Then fine-tune your mindset and resilience practices with Dr. Huberman's tips for managing stress and anxiety. You don't have to do it all at once, but you can see from what I'm measuring that balancing our mental and physical health will always be a work in progress especially cleaning up our mental mess so we can be the best versions of ourselves, inspiring others to do the same. Since stress, anxiety, and depression are at an all-time high in the world today, and if we as parents, teachers, and coaches can equip ourselves with evidence-based strategies that really do work, we'll be building a stronger, more resilient future for our next generation. And I just saw Neurohacker Collective post this week that people with higher baseline vagal tone from practices like breath work or cold exposure or exercise, meditation, taking probiotics, laughter, singing, and relaxation exercises have shown higher levels of subjective well-being and positive emotions, better self-regulation and self-control. And with that, I'll close out this episode and see you next week with episode 300 with a surprise guest, my mom, will join my husband, Majid Samadhi, and I to cover some mindset success strategies she's used over the years, many that we've discussed on this podcast. I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 